All right, Eagles fans, coming on to the post-game show presented by Rico. I'm Gabriella Giovanni here with Fran Duffy and Ike Reese. Guys, the Eagles headed out to Vegas. It was a huge opportunity, right? Getting back into that win column. The road is where the Eagles picked up their two wins of the season. Um, it was time to grab hold of this season and, and make some changes, and it did not go their way. Yeah, a little disappointing. I yeah. mean, coming off extra days off rest, 10 days rest after that Tampa Bay game on Thursday night, I uh, thought I would see the team come out and play with a little more energy, uh, play with a little more attention to detail, really just ready to go, having been taking advantage of those days off. I love the first drive when the game kicked off. I mean, a nice mixture of run and pass there, some play action there, getting the ball to Miles Sanders, moved the ball down the field with no problem. And then it seemed like everything stalled. And then you got to a point in the middle of the game where some of the old habits that have hurt them this season started to creep up which is the self-inflicted wounds, not being able to extend, extend drives or keep drives going. And, you know, when you're on the road, you don't have a large margin of error. You don't necessarily have to be perfect, but you got to be close to perfect when you're on the road, particularly playing a team like, like the Las Vegas Raiders, sitting at 4-2, and two, now 5-2. And there are a lot of ways to look at it, but at the end of the day, this was a sloppy game. You know, yeah. Whether it was the mistakes on offense, mistakes on defense, uh, this team just could not recover from some of those mistakes. Not enough plays on offense, too many plays on defense. We'll get into some of the reasons why, but just uh, not a good effort coming off what was essentially a mini bye week after last Thursday night. I think what's frustrating sometimes watching this team try to execute is that they are capable of putting together a drive like we saw in, in their opening drive. I mean, you yep. saw the balance that Eagles fans have been wanting to see out of this offense. You saw Jalen Hurts under, under center, which was great. Miles Sanders got going. You found Dallas Goddard, which we were hoping to see a big game from him. So they're capable. But after that drive, I felt like the game felt very disjointed. I felt like everybody was on different pages. There was a lot of miscommunication. And then, like both of you said, it's those self-inflicted wounds that if you can't clean those up, now you're going down a slippery slope of how do we dig ourselves out? Because now we're getting into some dangerous territory. Well, and I know everybody will look at this game, and we always start with the offense, right? We want to know how many points did we score, how many touchdowns did we score, what kind of game plan did Nick Sirianni put together? How did Jalen Hurts play out there? And believe me, there's plenty to go through there on that side of the football. But I got to look at the defense. I mean, the defense, I thought today, while they were able to keep the explosive plays down, I just thought we couldn't get off the field on third down. Hell, we couldn't even force a third down in there for a large portion of the game. And Derek Carr just looked too comfortable sitting back there. I think at some point he had completed 16 or 17 straight passes uh, the only incomplete pass he had was a tip ball interception. We just didn't put the Raiders' offense in a position where they were uncomfortable. They seemed to have the down and distance in their favor pretty much throughout the game. To me, like third down is a way we can kind of tell the story of this game. You look at defense, you, like you mentioned, like the, the first possession – Eagles are able to get off the field. You get that interception on third down by Avante Maddox. From that point on, three possessions. This goes into the third quarter. The Eagles didn't force a third down on defense. Not a third down stop, a third down. There was no third down. That means that they were moving the ball so well on first and second down yeah. that they didn't even see a three come up on the sticks. And then you get past that. The next drive, they got a, th a third down play, but then they were able to go for it on fourth down. They score a touchdown on the screen pass to Brian Edwards. So defensively, you couldn't get those third downs. You have those long drives where, you know, I think the, the goal is to make them work the field, make them stretch the field. But it's not, it's not hard for the, def for the offense at that point. And then you go to the other side, 
And just look, just looking at the first three quarters offensively on third down, it starts with a scramble drill that Jalen Hurts was able to convert on a run play. You had an incompletion on a screen pass, knocked down at the line of scrimmage. You had a third down run on long, uh, third and long. You had a sack, an incompletion that resulted in that Kelsey penalty, another scramble for an incompletion, and then a fumbled sa uh, snap on the goal line. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of bad plays on third down where the Eagles could not stay on the field. And I think defensively, this Eagles team has seen a lot of these high-power offenses. And I yeah. think they've done a very good job of eliminating that downfield threat. They did it against Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady. They even did a very good job against the San Francisco 49ers. So they were able to do that again today. But the Raiders just said, all right, you want to take that away? Well, we're just going to run the ball. Now, this was a Raiders team coming into this game. They were averaging just over three yards per carry. And they were running the ball up and down the field. Yeah, I, I thought for the for a quarter and a half, the Eagles defense did a nice job, right? It's seven to seven, and we still got a football game. You know right. what I mean? Nothing is too out of whack. No need to abandon the game plans coming into the game. But then midway through that second quarter, the Raiders started extending drives. They started picking up those third down. They started getting those intermediate passes. And I just felt like the Eagles defense, were, we were on our heels uh, at that point. I mean, Derek Carr, 31 of 34 today, never really seemed to be flustered back there in the pocket. Even without his biggest weapon, Darren Waller, not playing today, hey. they seemingly were able to get the ball out wherever they wanted to and pick up those five, six, seven, ten yards at a time, whereas we needed to get them in a third and long situation and allow our defensive line to pin their ears back and get after Derek Carr. We never made the Raiders frustrated with Dinkin and dunking the ball down the field. That's, that's sort of our philosophy, especially for explosive offenses. They usually become impatient, and they're going to try to get the ball down the field, and it, it has resulted in turnovers for us. But today, I thought the Raiders just operated in, in it's at such a comfort level that it's just hard to stop an offense when you never get them out of their rhythm. At the end, end of the day, defensively, not enough negative plays, not enough yeah. stalemate plays yep. to force some of those third and longs. And there just wasn't enough pressure, like you said, on Derek Carr. He had a lot of time. He was very calm in the pocket. Yeah. And his offense kind of operated reflecting how he was doing in the pocket. He, he didn't have to do much, you know. I mean, yeah. they, they were moving the ball up and down the field, no problem. But I think another thing that the Eagles really struggled with, which has been the theme, unfortunately, up until now, is taking advantage of those opportunities. And if you even look at the situation that they were in, they, were in, they weren't expecting Darren Waller to not play, but he wasn't. So take advantage right. of that. They, they faced that against Tampa Bay. They were without Gronk. Against San Francisco, they were without their two starting corners. And they still cannot capitalize when a team is missing key players um, to really use that to their advantage. Yeah, and another thing, I mean, listen, the defense um, deservedly uh, deserves part of the blame here, not being able to get the Raiders to third down and get off the field. We looked at some of Jalen's numbers in that first half. I mean, your offense has to be able to extend yep. drives. Yep. Your offense has to do your – the, the offense and the defense has to play complementary football, and, and that's really what has hurt the Eagles the last three weeks. It's not enough complementary football being played. The defense plays well for a while, and the offense doesn't pick it up until late in the game like they were able to do today. If you pick up first downs in that first half, then maybe your defense is a little more fresh out there on the field, and they can get after uh, Derek Carr. I just thought today the offense – just stalled too much in the first half, and the defense could never put the Raiders in a position where the Raiders had to play outside of their comfort zone. And that's the thing is that we're going to point to that opening drive. It's like, wow, you know, the offense nice really drive, looked like yeah. it was moving well, right. but you had a lot of plays.
plays on that drive. And so you saw two passes to Devontae Smith. You saw Dallas Goddard on a play-action scheme. We saw Miles Sanders. We saw Kenny Gainwell finish the drive with a touchdown. A bunch of different guys touching the football. When you go four and out, when you go three and out, when you go five and out, all of a sudden, not a lot of footballs to go around. The ball's hitting the ground too often. Uh, just, yeah, just not able to sustain offensive success. So I have a question, and I don't know if this is going to be tough to answer right now, just watching the game once. But yeah. Sirianni talked a lot this week about adjusting more quickly, right? Seeing what the defense is giving and adjusting. But when you can come out and assemble a drive like they did to start, there's nothing to adjust Yeah. Now, obviously, the defense can catch on to what you're doing and seeing what you're doing successfully. So the defense might start to adjust. But it felt like after that opening drive, the play calling after that didn't quite make sense. I don't know if that's that's accurate to say, Um, but I'm just kind of confused and trying to understand, you know, when when the emphasis and the concept is to adjust more quickly, there wasn't anything to adjust yet. Yeah. Uh, I mean, listen, when you're in game, um, I'm sure that's why these coaches get paid the type of money they do. It's it's not easy to adjust on the fly, but it's what's expected. But then when you do adjust, you also have to execute, right? So the players have to go out there and execute what's being called at that time. It'll be interesting to hear Coach speak about it after the game, about those adjustments and things that he saw that the Raiders were doing defensively and what he tried to do to attack that or counter what they were doing. I thought for a large part until we got into the helter-skelter part of the game, um, the running backs and the tight ends seemed to be an area where Jalen wanted to focus getting the football. And I thought we made a more of a commitment today to running the football. And for those of us that want to throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball, well, today I thought there were times where running the ball was exactly what we needed to do. To me, it it was just when we got in the second half of the game, our defense couldn't get the Raiders off the field. And when Derek Carr is having the type of success he's having, because here's the thing, they had, I think they had the ball three Three out of four possessions. The Eagles got the ball once before (laughs) halftime, but the Raiders were able to pretty much keep the ball from the end of the second quarter to the beginning of the third quarter, and they put together some long drives where they they were able to get points at the end of those drives, and the Eagles were not. And the other big thing, just going back to your initial question about the offense, too, I think when you look at that second drive was when Miles Sanders got hurt, right? So, all right, you can take take some time, got to recollect after that. Third drive, they had trouble protecting. There was the third down sack by Yannick Ngakwe. There was pressure on Jalen Hurts and some of those pass attempts before that. The next drive was the fourth one. That was the Kenny Gainwell fumble on the first play. So, right there, bang, 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 three drives where the offense doesn't sustain success, but for different reasons. Then you come back out of the locker room. That was the five plays, three penalties drive, right? So, right right off off the bat, different reasons, lack of protection, ball security, uh, the, the injury to Miles Sanders, and then the penalties, all different reasons why the offense doesn't have success. But, you know, that, that's part of the reasons why they're not having a, a lot of sustainability to move the football right now. That's five drives in two quarters, quarters and has some change, yep. Yep. right? I mean, that's – it's hard to play football like that in today's game where everything is catered towards the offense. You have to be able to extend these drives and put points on the board. And to Fran's point, when Miles goes out in that second series – I don't know what that does to the game plan right, now because yeah. it seemed right. as if Miles was a big part of the game plan coming in. And while we all like what Kenny does out of the backfield, I don't know if giving him the ball repeatedly is where he's at right now. He's almost more of a third down scat back, able to catch the ball out of the backfield. And then that fumble before halftime, man, that was, 
that was crucial because that gave uh, – I keep almost saying Oakland, Oakland. yes. <laughs> it gave Vegas the possession right there and another opportunity to put points on the board before the half and get the ball coming out of the locker room. Yeah. Well, and a point you made earlier, it's it's been kind of too little too late. You know, the yeah. fourth quarter, the Eagles – somehow start to string things together offensively. Of course, you have to consider that the defense probably is not, a not, a, exactly, yes. not a full speed at that point. Yeah. But you look at the first half, the Eagles and the Raiders went into halftime. The Eagles had just eight first downs. Uh, the Raiders had 15. They end the game, it's about equal, 22 yeah. to 23. But that's because the Eagles started to produce really heavy at the end. Um Again, we, we touched on how the defense kind of will lay off, but what's it going to take to start to establish this offense to produce at the level it's been producing in the fourth quarter? Because you look at some of these scores, and it's it's not really indicative of what the game looked like. Yeah, and the coaches know that as well, and, right. and so do the players. The yep. players understand that. And, um, I mean, the positive you want to take out of that, obviously, is that the players don't quit. They continue to fight and continue to play hard. But – we all know that's more due to the, the the opposing team's defense would rather give you yardage underneath as long as you eat up the clock. You know, it's going to take you longer to catch back up in the game. And we know the Eagles have been able to benefit from that. They took one away from Carolina playing that way, and they almost got their way back into this game against Vegas. I, I just think you, you just can't – I don't want to say you have to play perfect in the, in, in the first half, but you almost do because they're such a young team and there's so little room for error with this football team. You can't have the small things that have setbacks. You can't have uh, the, the left guard pulling and hits the snap that causes you a fumble right down there when you're getting ready to put points on the board. You can't have Kenny Gainwell fumble the ball right before the half to give Vegas an opportunity to put more points on the board. You have to eliminate these small things and every game this team play is going to be nip and tuck for the most part. I don't expect us to go out and blow anybody out. So we're going to have to fight tooth and nail pretty much th through the entire game. The Eagles have to give themselves a chance in the second half to win these football games. It is tough sledding, climbing that hill down double digits week in and week out. It just it, it's a it zaps the uh, the morale from the team every time they look up at their scoreboard and it's like oh my god we're down by 14 points again here we go we got to start fighting again so when you eliminate the small things make it a, a, a fourth quarter game I think we'll have a better chance to win some of these games in the end and I want to go back to a point that Dave Spadaro made over on the the kickoff show before the game uh, with myself and Amy Campbell talking about the need to start fast yeah. for this Eagles team they haven't had a halftime lead since week one against Atlanta and when you think about the way that this defense is built, like it's all about preventing the deep, the the explosive plays, right? And uh, you know we're going to give up some of the small chunks. Well, if you are playing with a lead. Now the, the opposing offense, they're, they're feeling a little bit more pressure to try and push the ball downfield. If it's a, a neutral game script or you know the, the offense is playing with a lead now, well, now all of a sudden, yeah, we're okay with running the football. Yep. We're okay with doing, you know, taking what you're giving us. And also, the defensive line can't pin their ears back and yes. go. So the defensive philosophy, if you're playing from behind, it becomes a little bit tougher to be able to execute that consistently. Well, and, and I think kind of to Ike's point, too, this team is not quite built for that yet, yeah. right? Patrick yeah. Mahomes can come from behind. Well, maybe not this We're year. used to. But right. in years past, he can come <laughs> yes. from behind. Josh Allen can come from behind. Right. Those are teams that are built for those scenarios, yeah. and the Eagles are not quite there yet. So that's why they have to put their best foot forward right out of the gates um, so that they're not playing from behind and constantly trying to dig themselves out of the hole that they in inevitably put themselves in. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the offensive line. We saw another combination today as Lane Johnson made his yeah. return. 
turn. So Jordan Mailata now moved back to the left side um, at left tackle. Now, kind of the the pro to Jordan Mailata not having really much experience playing football is that you thought, you know, his versatility would then allow him to play both sides. A lot of times you get guys out of college and they played right tackle for four years to, to switch him to the left side. You could have some growing pains. He struggled a little bit more today, but there was also a lot of pressure. And I think the Raiders did a really good job in attacking that offensive line, making it really difficult for the young guys across that line. Yeah, you know, I want to continue to give Jordan Mailata uh, credit for being able to fight through that MCL sprain. Yeah. You know, I, I've had that in the past. And, you know, depending on your pain tolerance, you may be able to play with it, but it doesn't mean it's not bothering you sure. out there on the field. So for a big man like that, I can imagine that thing stiffens up on him from time to time. And you get a guy like Yannick Ngakwe in front of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a guy that could, I mean, you're talking about an all-pro level type of uh, pass rusher. Good experience for Jordan going up against him today. Yannick had some good uh, pass pressure on Jalen out there. But I think, like you said, Ella, moving from uh, right to left, uh, isn't necessarily easy to do, but Jordan, because of the athlete that he is, he has the ability to do it. I just don't think that knee is completely 100% healthy yet. He's gutting it through. He's fighting it through for his teammates to be out there with them. But that thing can stiffen up on you at any point. And I think the other thing to remember, too, you know, we, we kind of point to all the all the time that uh, this is only Jalen Hurts' is what his ninth start today or, say, you know, his tenth Ten, start, something, like, something like that. It's the same thing for, for Jordan Mailata. Yeah. Right? This is a guy that has not played a ton of football. Uh, he started a handful of games last year in the middle of the season but then left. He missed a couple games here this season. So the Eagles gave him that contract extension, not just for the player that he is now, but for the player that he's going to become. And so when you're going up against a front four that has Max Crosby and Yannick Ngakwe, you're going to have some bad snaps. That's just yeah. reality when you're a young tackle. Right, and you have to have these games where you're kind of baptized by fire. You're, you're, you're put in the thick <laughs> no of it, and, and he's only going to grow from the experience that he had today. It's not like the Eagles lost because of Jordan Mailata, sure, right. of course. We've just seen him play better games, but like you said, he's dealing with a lot too. And when you have guys shifting around, it's just another offensive line combination. It's been the story the past few years here in Philadelphia. Yeah. It's not an easy thing to do. No. Yeah, and, I, and I'll tell you, uh, having a quarterback that is mobile and moves around as much as Jalen does. Sometimes you don't know where he's going to be at and your blocking angles. So it, it's something that they'll continue to work at and get better at. But the fact that Lane is back in there, I think eventually we'll see that line start to, start to solidify itself once again. Yeah, I, I think so. And I, I, it's, again, going up against uh, a defensive line that – you know, we talked about it on Eagles game plan this week, right, Ike, is that they blitzed less than anybody in the league, yep. but they were one of the top five pressure teams in all of football because of the play of those two, two defense events in particular. Definitely a lot of pressure. A very dirty uniform for Jalen Hurts <laughs> yes. today. Yeah. Yeah. But something we talked about last week on the post-game show with Dave that I want to talk about again today, we, we discussed the idea of identity. And we were hoping as the weeks build, we would start to understand more of the identity of this team. I don't think we got any more answers. I feel like we're in the same position that we were last week. Well, here, here's what I think their identity is right now. It's a young team mm-hmm. that's still trying to grow uh, as a team together. And when you have young players at, that have yet to really establish themselves as individuals in this team, in this league, it's hard to come together as a collective unit and have that identity. You know, I think back, as I've done quite often this year with this team, back to Andy's first year in 99, and we had to play a lot of football games close to the vest. I mean, we had the hope, you know, Jim Johnson used to say to the defense, can't give up 20. Yeah, we got to keep everybody under 20, and our goal was 17. 
But we knew if we kept them under 20, we, we would have a chance in the fourth quarter for Donovan to make a play or for Chad Lewis to make a play or for Deuce to make a play. And really, it came to fruition for us in 2000. And if you go back and look at a lot of those games that we won, and we won 11 of them that year, well, a lot of them were won in the teens and 21 to 17 and 20 to 13 type of football games because as an offense, we still didn't have an identity as an offense. I mean, yeah, we knew what our best players could do, but as far as having the identity that the coach wanted them to have, they didn't have it yet. And so when Nick Sirianni is asked about the identity of the offense and Jalen's asked about that, and the reason why we get the answer that we're still developing that identity, it's because the identity that's there is not the one that they want. Right. And right now it's the identity of a young team that shows flashes, but also still makes mistakes that cost themselves. And once they're able to clear their hurdle, then they'll be able to establish the identity that Nick Sirianni sort of envisions for the football team. But right now, they just they, it's, it's too many times where the, the youthfulness of the team comes up and bites them in the foot. Yeah, it's what well, we talked about a little bit earlier, where you know I went drive by drive, and it's like, all right, well, penalties, right. inconsistent protection, yeah. balls on the ground, fumbles, drops. Scramble drilled, quarterback position, right? Where it's just a lot of reasons. And when you have a lot of youth, a lot of those reasons are going to pop up. Well, you have to remember, it's a lot of youth and a new head coach. Oh, yes. I, you know, I think people forget that it's not the same players that were playing in 2020. Some of them, of course. But whether that be injury or they're no longer in the building, yeah. it's a new coach taking over players that have essentially never played together. I mean, a lot of the guys, the playmakers that you see on offense, whether it be the wide receivers, the quarterback, and some of those offensive linemen, they weren't in the roles that they are now in. And I think that um, gets forgotten sometimes that there's a lot of moving parts. Yeah. It's not just the youth of the football team. It's a new head coach coming in and trying to put all of these pieces together. Yeah, and, and come up with something. I, I would say coming off the uh, Kansas City game, right, we, just looking at the offense and, and how they perform, I thought the Kansas City game may have been Jalen's best of, of his uh, tenure as an NFL player. Um, and then when you look at the offense, I just love what I saw from a play design standpoint, explosive plays. They ran the ball in that game. But the three games since then, it seems like the offense for three quarters can't move the football. I mean, I know they moved it late against Carolina. They moved it late against Tampa. And we saw today they moved it late against Las Vegas. But to start the games off, we have to do a better job of coming out sharp. I mean, whether it's the play calls, whether it's the execution of the play calls, but coming out of the tunnel, starting the game, it was great to see we got a touchdown on our opening drive, but we got to be able to extend that. You got to keep that going. And after that opening drive touchdown, it just seems like we, we fell off as an offense. Yeah, just looking at that opening drive, and it started with the incompletion of Devontae Smith, but you had Miles Sanders run plus eight, Miles Sanders run plus five, Goddard on the play action plus 24, Sanders again for nine, Sanders for seven, Sanders for one, and then you had the Gainwell touchdown. So yeah. mixing in a lot of different concepts, a lot of different guys carrying the football, touching the ball, different ways to get guys the football, and they were able to move the ball and eventually reach the end zone. And from a viewer's perspective, you watch the game like we've watched most games this season, and it's winnable, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it, it was winnable. Just like the Tampa Bay game was, Kansas City, San Francisco, they're all winnable football games. Yeah. You know, the Dallas game was is an outlier in, one, in yeah. the, yeah, in the sure. situation. But I don't think today was any different than what we've seen in weeks past where it could have been won. Yeah, and those and those, those are the frustrating losses, right? Those are the ones when you're riding home on that plane, you're like, my goodness. You know, we came out and did what we wanted to do early, 
Well, why can't we keep that going? Right. And again, it's something you got to keep going back to practicing the small details, uh, watching the film. You know, when you have a belief and a formula that you believe works for success, the important thing is sticking to that formula. You know, I, I go back to Andy again early in his coaching tenure when a lot of decisions that he made early in his coaching tenure, people would question on the outside. For all of us on the inside, he would always reassure us, we're this close. Keep doing it, I'm telling you, and when we break through, it's going to be a beautiful thing. And so you just got to go back to the drawing board, keep working, don't switch up a bunch of things. We don't need to start pointing fingers sure. and... You know, everybody feeling as if they need to try to win on themselves. Uh, we're going to head over uh, to Vegas. We're going to hear from Coach Sirianni. Yeah, ankle. Um, so he, I don't, I don't know exactly. I got to obviously get more information. I know he was having X-rays. Uh, I don't think it was broken or anything like that. But um, had an ankle injury, wasn't able to return. Obviously, when you lose a good player like him, that's tough. Uh, he, was, he was, he was running the ball pretty well. But uh, yeah, we'll see. He's going to be. I got to get more information, but I don't think no, no, because we still wanted to be able to run the football. Uh, I thought we did a good job running the football, um, but we still wanted to be able to do that and just next man up. It's I mean you can't <coughs> excuse me, you can't just uh, abandon it when one guy goes out. It's got to be next man up. Um, you make some adjustments, but uh, it didn't it didn't change how we were we were calling it. When we got down, it did a little bit, but uh, as soon as he went out, we weren't down like that. Yeah, when you ever time, anytime you lose like that, uh, you know you, everybody's got to look themselves in the mirror, and it just wasn't good enough uh, execution. It wasn't a good enough play calling uh, on both sides of the ball. Um, we just weren't good enough, um, and that starts with me. I mean, so everything's always going to start with me. Um, I just wasn't good enough, and and everybody else followed suit. Uh, something that we saw in in the the scheme that they had felt good about it we didn't feel like we were getting good we were getting enough stops in the first the first half on defense wanted to be aggressive uh, I'd do it again so because because our chart said go for it there all right so it's fourth and three fourth and four we would have been aggressive and we would have probably went for it right there I had already I had already accepted it, the penalty um, and then they went down and they, and they hit a third and 13. We, we can't give up a third and 13. So again, I can't, I can't tell you exactly how a team's gonna play it offensively. Um, always like how, how aggressive they're gonna be in that scenario. Um, I felt good about like, accepting it. I know, they, I know they converted. We ended up getting the stop after that. But um, yeah, I, I just was playing it like I was playing it. Like I would go for it in that scenario. So I thought third and 13 would be better, or third and 14 or whatever. You said it was fourth and four. Uh, would be better in fourth and four. Yes, yes. So, because uh, Cleet said he, I didn't accept. I said Cleet, I accepted it. Then they started running the punt team on. I mean, hey, the the timing of that. And so it always looks worse too, obviously, when when they convert on third and thirteen. So, um, but I got to stick to what I believe in right there. And and uh, again, I thought fourth and four, um, or fourth or third and fourteen. I'd rather have them in the third and fourteen. Yeah, we need to challenge more. Um, and so it starts, obviously, always starts with us as coaches being able to put them in positions to make plays. So we have to call defenses that are going to allow them, to, him, the, the defenders to challenge more. Um, and then our defenders got to challenge more. Again, when, when someone's 91 or 92% or whatever he is, everyone's got a piece of that. Um, and so 
we just got to be able to challenge more, and that's defensive scheme, and then obviously as, as playing tip. Yeah, of course. Yeah, everything, every product that's on that field is a product of you know my name's on it. So um, I'm able to talk to them throughout the game, say say what I say my piece right there. Again, they're the ones that are watching the tape all week. I mean, I get to watch a little bit of defensive tape. Obviously, I'm doing all my my homework as as the offensive of coordinator. Um, so, but you know, I'm making suggestions here here and there. But they're the ones that have watched the tape all tape. T pardon me, the tape all week. Um, you know, again, anytime, like when you're playing these good quarterbacks, again, I got a lot of respect for Derek Carr, um, and, and you're giving up this high percentage. Yeah, I mean, it, that's the same thing we talk about on offense. Anytime you're not playing, what you got to make, you got to make changes, you got to adapt, you got to move. And so, I don't want to say you have to make a completely different philosophy switch, but we got to do, we got to do different things to help our players out. Absolutely. It was like fourth and it was a less than a yard. I felt good like we've been pretty good on quarterback sneaks and I felt really good about Jalen. I know we got stopped on the on the goal line on the one on a quarterback sneak, but um, I felt pretty good about how strong he is getting it getting it there. And so I didn't feel like I know we were I know we were in our own territory. What was it, thirty one or thirty two? Thirty, I think it was twenty nine. Uh, I felt good about it because of how much how short it was and I just felt good about the play. Go ahead. I did. The play before. That that play was the play before was a sneak. We got stuffed, right? They jumped over top of the pile. They had good penetration. You could see their linebacker. I mean, it's always easy to say that after the fact, right? Why not do this or why not do that? But like the play before that, the linebackers were shooting downhill. Crosby came. Somebody jumped over top. Crosby came through. Jalen got hit. So I also want to protect my quarterback um, and not get him hit. And like when they know we're in a sneak position. Um, Really a fluky play on what happened. I believe it hit. I think it, what what I was told to me on the sideline and what they said in the box was it hit Driscoll's hand when he was pulling on a power play. Now, I haven't really seen that happen too much. I felt good about the play call because um, Jalen didn't just drop that snap. It looked like he did, but he didn't. Um, so hey, it didn't work. So when play doesn't work, again, that has to go to me first, and uh, I take responsibility for that. Um, Again, like it was, you know, a little bit of it, Jeff, was like I felt like, so the second drive we had, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, we were backed up, okay? And we got, our, our goal on backed up is to get at least to the 20-yard line. Again, everybody wants to go 99 yards, I get it. Yes, the goal is to score first. But we got ourselves out of that hole and we just, so we got two first downs or we, I know we got to the 20, we ended up having to punt. And then our third possession, I think we got one or two first downs and had to punt, so those drives stalled out. So, but really not having, having only three possessions and then we got the one and we fumbled on it. But having three possessions, it just felt like we weren't in a groove. Um, so again, that's a, that's a full team sport, right? Obviously, and uh, being able to get the football back because um, you felt good about your first drive and being able to get into a groove. Some of those situational football things like backed up play, play, play into that. So um, again, uh, not an excuse, but we just, we have to, we have to sustain drives. Um, and I think one of those ones, we had a penalty that brought something back. And so, again, it was a, a self-inflicted wound. I, I could be wrong there. That's what I thought happened. But there it goes. Yeah. Um, you know, so we just, again, we want to be able to run it. We want to be able to run, run Jalen uh, with, with some of that stuff. 
Um, and we want to be able to hit play action pass, play our play action pass game that meshes up with it. I think that's always a staple that we want to be able to do. Um, again, anytime you're not you're not executing right, you still always you got to go and you got to look at the look at the tape and you got to look at what you do and you got to make the adjustments. Um, but there's no secret. We really want to be able to run it. We want to be able to play action off of that. Um, we want to be we want to be really good in situational football. I'm not sure what we were on third down today, uh, but red zone we got to finish we got to finish on all three right there. Um, but that, that's where that's where I'm at with our offense. He got stepped on. Uh, his ankle got stepped on. No, he was not. He was just getting evaluated. And we were being safe there. He was uh, getting looked at after the after the. Again, I have to watch the tape. We went off. We went against some good pass rushers. Um, I think we gave up two sacks, but he. Uh, I, I thought he. I thought he played solid. Uh, I, again, but I got to go watch the tape. It was nice to have him back out there. Um, you always feel good about your right side when number 65's out there. I think, yeah. Yeah, I think we got everybody in our in our building that we need to be able to, to do. I, I I got so much confidence in our guys. I love our I love our team. Um, again, it, we're, that's what we're we're gonna say after you know after things go wrong. We're gonna expect, accept that responsibility. If we want our players to accept responsibility for mistakes that they make, we have to start here first. And I'm always gonna look in the mirror. Like we scored 22 points, not good enough on my part. Derek Carr was 91%, not good enough on Jonathan's part. And then let's go back and fix everything from there. Um, you know, again, I, I think so. I mean, I, I do. I believe so. Again, we just still got to get him into this, some situations where he's staying in the pocket. We got to be able to move him enough uh, to be able to hit some some things down the field. Um, I, I, you know, I I got to go and look at the tape. I didn't think he. I thought he played probably average to above average today. If I had to, if I had to just say anything right now, but yeah, I, I think that he can make all the throws um, and make and make them accurately. Is he going to have like so? What? How many times we passed it? Thirty four. And so you're going to have some missed throws in 34, in 34 attempts, and and so he's going to always. You're going to have some on there, and and look at him like, gosh, I want that one back. But that that's any quarterback, uh, you know. And so uh, I believe he is. Uh, I, I got a lot of confidence in Jim. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks, everybody. That was head coach Nick Sirianni. He's taking the blame as the head coach. That's usually how something like that goes. But he said wasn't good enough on his part. He said wasn't good enough on Jonathan Gannon's part, which makes me want to talk a little bit more about that defense. In the past five games, you look at how many points that they've given up. Okay, 33 today, 28 against Tampa Bay, 18 against Carolina, 42 versus Chiefs, and 41 against Dallas. That's not too good. So when you the defense now goes into their, their meeting rooms this week and they're looking at film, what do they need to do? We're going to actually head right back over and hear from Dallas Goddard. Yeah, uh, the first drive, you know, we executed everything that was called uh, very well. Uh, we had a, you know, we had the first 15 or whatever, you know, they were just all working. Um, then later on throughout the game, it was just, you know, we didn't execute as good as we needed to. Uh, we had a couple penalties, you know, a turnover here and there, not getting that onside kick. Um, you know, the ball just wasn't bouncing our way today. Um, yeah, losing a player like Miles um, is always going to be tough for a team, but you know, I, I don't think anybody batted an eye. Uh, Kenny came in there, 
Uh, Boston came in there, you know. We got great players all around. Who's ever in there, I think uh, we're confident with. Yeah, I think it's just a little bit, you know, everybody in the locker room, you know, we don't want that to happen again. You know, that sucked last year. Um, I think just everybody, the leadership on this team, I think, you know, uh, we're going to go back into work and, uh, you know, continue to get better each and every day. Um, you know, that's all you can do, get better every day, uh, come to work and get better. And that's what we're going to do. And uh, we're going to go out there next week and compete. And, uh, you know, eventually we're going to get in that win column and uh, we're going to start rolling. Yeah, um, the coaches just talk, you know, just the same thing every day. We got to get a little bit better each and every day. And uh, if we keep doing that, you know, we're just, it's, it's going to come around and everything's going to be all right. Um, but yeah, like you said, you know, uh, we ran the ball on these guys. We knew what they were going to do defensively. And, you know, we started off the game doing with a great drive. You know, we just got to be able to convert and keep drives going uh, later on throughout the game. You know, we're, we're really close. Uh, the only thing that's really missing is just uh, execution. You know, it's just little things uh, set us back. You know, we had a big run that gets called back for a face mask. Uh, we have we full start on a third and three. Um, it's just little things like that that we need to, you know, clean up. You know, we talk about them all the time, and I feel like they're happening less and less. But those are the things that we need to clean up and make sure that aren't happening so we can sustain the drives. We can stay on the field. We can keep the defense off the field and, you know, put more points up. What evidence do we have? Uh, the film that we watch every week, the plays that we see people make, just about make. You know, if we can hit that one to Quez, the deep one. Um, it's, just, it's just little things, you know. If there's, a, you know, someone makes the wrong, goes the wrong way, makes the wrong play. Uh, you know, it's, it's just, we're just close. Um, you know, and it's hard to see unless you watch the film and go and see the holes that are there for the running back, see the, passes that are there for everybody uh, see you know just we have a really good team here we just haven't put it all together yet um you know I don't think the Eagles fans are ever going to lose faith um, you know they might boo us they might do all that uh, but most of the time when they're booing us we don't give them a reason not to boo us. Um, you know, Philadelphia have some of the most passionate fans there are, um, so they're going to continue to support us. Um, but like you said, you know, we got to start winning. Yeah, uh, we knew the onside kick was happening. Uh, you know, I've seen Jake run that play a million times, and every time, you know, that last bounce just doesn't pop up like it did today. And those are just little things where the ball doesn't bounce our way, which makes everything a little bit tougher. Um, you know, it's one of those things that it's going to be great if we get it. If not, you know, it's dog mentality. we got to go out there. The defense has to go out there on a short field, which sucks for them. But, um, you know, they just have a, have a dog mentality, go out there and, you know, compete every play. I mean, it's just not... Honestly, it's not what I'm, you know, what it's been. Um, I mean, obviously, you just got to play what's being called. And, uh, you know, when you're so used to playing so aggressive, I mean, the last 
however many years you know I've been playing, and uh, you know it's just, it's just changed. So you can't be as aggressive. Uh, you just kind of got to play what's being called. Uh, just there's, there's plenty of ways they're taking advantage of. You know, they're you know number one. Um, they know. I mean, we've got so many, so much film, tape on film. Well, whatever on film, and done for us is you know just uh, you know just a little things. You know, um, just I think we just got to be more aggressive and uh, you know up front. I think that starts with me. Um, and you know sometimes I'm aggressive when I'm sometimes when I'm too aggressive. Uh, it kind of takes me back to my old ways, and uh, you know it, it hurt us sometimes and help us sometimes. No, I, I don't get paid to play strings. I get paid to, you know, sack the quarterback, uh, um, play in the backfield, tackle. I don't get paid to play. I don't get paid to play strings. Uh, we get a string. We get stringed all the time. Just get out of the stack and run to the football. I mean, just like I just said, man. It's Again, you know, it's, it's times where, you know, I'm aggressive and it's good for us, time I'm aggressive and hurt us. Uh, but in the grand scheme of things, uh, you know, you just got to gotta play what's being called. You know, I'm an aggressive player, and that's how I made my living, uh, playing in the backfield and, you know, splitting double teams. And I'm not used to, you know, double teams just stand on me two, three yards down the field. I mean, that's, that's just frustration. And when you get frustrated and you get tired, you know, six, 700 pounds laying on you, you know, you want to do something about it. and. And obviously, as a player, being the player that I am, you know, it can only take so much, and I'm going to do something about it. You know, I'm going to be aggressive. Of course. Um, just one of them things where, you know, I wasn't mad at Nick. I wasn't mad at anybody. It was just one of those deals where, um, honestly, you know, I, I didn't, as a player, I didn't kind of agree with what was called on the defense. Um, so, you know, I just kind of let my frustration go and, you know, it's part of the game. I mean, I got confidence in everybody, you know. I mean, I, they brought this coaching staff here for a reason. Uh, Mr. Lurie believed in this coaching staff. I'm pretty sure he met with everybody before he hired them. And, uh, you know, it's everybody's first year. Um, so, you know, it, you know, we all learn it. Absolutely. I mean, I think anybody that's been, been in the league 10 years um, and played at a really high level for, for, you know, nine and a half of them um, right now is just, you know, for me, it's, it can be frustrating. Uh, it is frustrating. And, you know, um, you know, it's the biggest thing for me is just stay a pro, stay professional. Um, you know, I got to see on my jersey. So you got to stay, you know, stay being a leader to try to keep everybody up. I don't think it's my job to talk to the coaches about scheme or anything like that. You know, I think that the biggest thing is, you know, the coaches, you know, they're here to coach us. And, you know, we got to play what's called, play what's being called. And, you know, obviously as a player, um, you, you know, they know the coaches and, you know, all these assistants spend so much time, you know, game planning. Um, um, so you got to just buy into what's being called. Getting rid of the ball quick. I, mean, I think y'all just watch the same game I watch. Um, you, could, you can go out and get a stopwatch and you just see how the ball is going quick. Uh, and, uh, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, he was he was on fire. You know, we didn't get to him. We didn't hit him enough to disrupt him. Uh, when he did hold the ball, we did hit him. Um, got him off his spot. Um, and so that's what you want. 
course, we make some adjustments. Um, but, you know, you make adjustments at halftime like, like every game. I don't think there's any special adjustments. I think us as pros, you got to take the adjustments and run with it. I think that's for the locker room. Absolutely. I mean, we have conversations all the time. We have conversations during the week. You know, we know who we are. Um, I think for us, it's just, you know, sticking together, um, not letting anybody, not letting anybody priors, priors apart in the locker room. You know, I could give a damn what the outsiders think. I know, you know, it's 63 having many guys in that locker room. I'm Fletcher Cox. Next question. I think John's job is to call the game. Our, our job is to guard and execute the play. So we can't use that as an excuse. There's no disconnect. I mean, we're a team. Uh, we all in the locker room together. Um, we, you know, we win together, we lose together. We all battle. Um, and we got to find a way to win. Dallas Goddard, Fletcher Cox. Their messaging was similar in that they're all confident in the guys that they have here. Um, but obvious frustration, and, yeah. and there's going to be a lot of looking in the mirror, whether you're Fletcher Cox or you're a rookie, of course, but Fletcher Cox has the experience on his side. You know, obviously he's won a lot of football games, he won a Super Bowl, but he's also played in seasons where it hasn't always gone so well. And so I feel like this locker room is going to have to depend on guys like him, especially when you lost guys like uh, Brandon Graham and Lane Johnson hasn't been available the past few weeks, or you lose guys like Brandon Brooks, you, you lose that veteran presence that is able to kind of fill in the gaps when things aren't going well. Yeah. Uh, I think Fletcher feels like a lot of fans feel. I mean, I, I noticed it not only in Fletcher's his voice, you can see his face, facial expressions there. I mean, watching Dallas Goddard, he didn't necessarily uh, enjoy being up there at the podium. And it started with the head coach, Nick Sirianni. You watch him and you, you listen to the tone that he uses when answering these questions. Uh, there's frustration there. Yep. And uh, it should be. It should be because these guys put a lot of hours in. They put a lot of work in, a lot of film study in. And the only way you can cash in and get uh, your worth is by getting W's. That's, that's, that's the business that we're in. That's the only thing they know is the end results, right? Early in the season, it's fine to say we're a young team and we're growing and we're close, but these losses start to pile up and you get to the middle of the season, frustration starts to set in. And I think they're at a good level, meaning that this is the type of intensity that needs to go into every practice, every meeting session. And what I mean by that is, all right, the laughing, the joking, the playing, all the, all the stuff you do when you're winning football games – Maybe it's time to buckle down a little bit and, and let's stop having to answer the same questions each week because really that's where the frustration comes from. Because if you're doing the same thing week after week and then they have to get up there and answer, whether it's the head coach or the leaders of the team, it becomes difficult to explain what's going on and at least to keep a positive mindset when the things are happening every week. Now we start to look at why it's happening every week. And the last thing you want is a splintered locker room fingers being pointed at one another. You want them to first hold each other accountable. So I say that to say that intensity there, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a sort of meeting of the minds with the leaders and the players on this team. Even if you just need players meeting only, like that may be something that can help bring these guys together. Because right now, the leaders of the team are tired of 
answering the same questions over and over when the results have been the same each week. And I do think it's important to, to clarify the difference between guys pointing fingers right. and just have it, trying to have constructive yes. conversations. It can come off the same right now in the heat of the moment just after a disappointing loss. You're on the road. You, have, you know, you got a, you know you've, you've got a, a frustrating flight back, a long flight back. So uh, these guys are, are going to be frustrated kind of in the heat yeah. of the moment right now. But those conversations that Ike is alluding to, that's what happens Monday, Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday, leading into next week's game. We have to remember when we saw Dallas Goddard up there, he's your new tight end. Yes. Yep. You know, Zach Ertz is gone, yep. and he immediately needs to now step into the role that Zach Ertz held on this team, which was a massive role. It's a huge responsibility that, that Dallas is now taking on, on the field and off the field. He's yeah. the third most tenured offensive starter. Yeah. Right? That. It's Lane Johnson and Jason Kelsey ahead of him, and that's it. Yes. Yeah. Young offense. Uh, and so you're going to need his leadership on that side. And obviously, Kelsey and Lane Johnson are going to do their part as being the leaders. I just wanted to touch back on those, those conversations yeah. that, can, that can happen within the, the players, the player meetings. And like Fran was mentioning, it isn't necessarily a call-out session where there's a bunch of screaming and yelling going on. No, it's a, it's a coming together and saying, listen, we need to stop saying, my bad, that's on me. Let's get it fixed. Believe me, I've been a part of those meetings, and when Brian Dawkins says, that's enough of the my bads, it's enough of the my bads. <laughs> that, that, means, that means he doesn't, he doesn't want to hear anymore, that's on me. No, it means fix it. Don't keep making the same mistakes. And that may be what this team needs. And there's nothing wrong with that because it's coming from a place of, first of all, you're talking about somebody like Fletcher Cox, who is a pillar with this franchise. I mean, he's one of the all-time greats to ever wear this uniform. So when he speaks, it's going to reverberate throughout the meeting room and throughout the locker room. And he needs, he's going to need guys like a Darius Slay to be right there with him. Eric Wilson, it's your first year, but you're an experienced guy. Need you to step in there and also have a voice on that side of the football. It's, it's, it's the type of thing, it's the type of thing that can bring a team together, especially a young team. And this isn't just for this season. These are the type of things that can help you build the type of team unity and camaraderie that you're going to be that you're going to need to have to have sustained success. That's why we were able to have five, six, seven, eight years of the level of play that we had. It's because those older guys grabbed us younger guys up by our bootstraps. And I, we I have to them. cut you off. We're going to hear from Ronnie McLeod. Uh, we weren't able to take uh, his first reads away, honestly. Uh, we weren't able to uh, disrupt him in, in, in the pocket. And it goes hand-in-hand. -hand. We talked about this, you know, as a defense and um, secondary and D-line work hand-in-hand. -hand. Uh, you know, we have to do a, our job in the back seven to allow those guys to have opportunity. Um, and understanding uh, an efficient quarterback like Derek Carr we have to, you know, create some indecision. We have to take away his first reads to give, you know, our D-line opportunity. Uh, and, you know, we failed to do that today. Uh, I just think it's uh, you know, just execution. Uh, you know, I think the games that we've won this year, uh, we've created negative plays. And so today, uh, we didn't create many. and. You go against an offense and a quarterback like Derek Carr, 
you know, you don't you put yourself in a bad position. And so we have to figure out ways to create more negative plays, uh, get them behind the sticks, get them off track, off rhythm. And, um, you know, that's that's on us as players at the end of the day. Uh, we got to find a way to do that, uh, find a way to, you know, be aggressive uh, within, you know, the calls uh, and within the scheme. I think we got we have to look at this film and, and be critical of our, ourselves uh, as a whole, uh, you know, first as players, uh, myself included, and then, you know, as coaches as well uh, to figure out uh, what's best for, you know, this team and what's going to allow us to win games. That's what's most important is just winning. And I, I can't – I don't have an answer right now. Uh, I wish I did, right? And so – that's where we got to look at this film, man, and, 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 you know, we have to find ways to get better. Um, we got to figure it out fast. We can't keep coming, you know, back in here after the game and, and feeling the way that, that we have and being satisfied with just, you know, having great effort. Uh, it has to translate over into wins. And, uh, you know, I, I know the guys in that locker room were committed. Uh, you know, we, had, we all had a conversation, and, and guys are ready to just come back uh, on Wednesday, ready to work and ready to put – ready to fight. Uh, ready to get this team back on track. No, that's just as a team. You know, it's you know, all three phases, man. Uh, and so, you know, we, we always obviously break it down in the locker room, but you know, we we understand uh, what's ahead. And, you know, there's a lot of resilience uh, amongst a lot of players in this group. Uh, I know we want to win, and so we have to go back and fight. We got to grind. Uh, we got to be more detailed and execute at a, at a higher level in order to win. Uh, that was myself. Uh, really just, you know, challenging guys and asking guys that, you know, are, are you committed, you know what I'm saying, to, to making this run? Um, and if you are, come come Wednesday, ready to work. That's it. Uh, it's, just, it's just part of just breaking it down um, after the team. You know, we usually prayer and, you know, one guy, uh, you know, selects to speak. Um, and so, you know, just kind of sum things up. Uh, and, and, and so best thing is, man, we got an opportunity next Sunday to turn this thing around. No, not at all. Not at all, man. Uh, not at all. I feel like we, we all are playing at, you know, we're, 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 we're uh, showing a lot of effort on the field. You know, we're practicing well. Um, but, you know, on Sundays we're coming up short. And so, you know, it was simply put, it's just, man, just how do we get better individually? And that's going to carry over and help us collectively, you know, be able to, to win games. It's the margin of error is very small in this, in this game, and, and you, can't, you can't make mistakes. And so we have to eliminate those mistakes. We have to be where we need to be. Uh, and I'm speaking defensively because that's all I can speak on. And then, you know, the rest will take care of itself. Just give ourselves a chance to win. Time's running out. Time's running out. You know, we're at a point in the season where we're two and five. Um, we, of course, we didn't want to be in this position, but honestly, time is running out, and we have to make a stand and we have to make a push. And so, I just felt like it was it was that time. It, you know, it was just in my heart to to say that. And and um, I know at the end of the day, man, we're gonna come back. We're gonna respond the way we should.
I just, I just call what's, uh, I just play what's, what's called, uh, honestly. And, you know, uh, we just have to find a way to, to live out the play um, and understand that as players, man, we make the plays come to life. Uh, regardless of what's called, there, there's a lot of situations where you're never in a perfect call, right? There, there's no such thing as a perfect call. But, you know, as players, we just have to uh, bring those plays to life and execute. Uh, like I said, the the effort that showed, um, the way that you know we go out and practice each and every week, uh, the way the guys prepare, um, I feel confident in that on uh, the way that you know we're still staying together. Uh, there aren't any guys that have gone rogue and 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 you know that are uh, being selfish in any way, right? We're still holding strong. We're still supporting one another. So that allows me uh, to have faith and belief that. Uh, things would be all right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, Clay actually pointed it out during the week. Uh, came in and said, uh, I, "I think you know we have something here, and if Coach gives us the green light, we're going to go ahead and run it and execute it." And uh, we did it at practice. Uh, Jake, uh, you know, made a play during practice, and uh, they felt it was it was a time to make that call. And honestly, we were right there. Um, you know, we just came up a little short, but uh, I think we prepared well, and and you know, just just un unfortunate that we didn't get that get that one side kick. But it was there though. I believe in myself to go out there and execute. Um, and that's something that I haven't done a good enough job of doing, clearly. You know, we've been losing games. Um, I mean, putting ourselves in positions to do things, you know, just kind of messing it off. Um, and, and that's something we have to be better at. And that's something we have to be better at, executing. We believe in ourselves. We believe in the coaches. We believe in everything we have going on here in Philadelphia. I mean, it's just a matter of putting it together and executing. And that's something that we, we, we've yet to to do on a consistent basis and really um consistency it wins in this league. I mean that's all that's that's what we're all striving for. You know he's a he's a big time player, you know, and um he, he was definitely getting it rolling and, and getting active early in the game and um for him to go um, you know we're missing a player like him. Um that's not saying you know, we know we have confidence in, in Boston and, and Kenny G, so um, it's kind of happened that way. You were on the center quite a bit on that first, on the first few series. Uh, had some pretty uh, in motion, and you were running the ball. What did you notice about coverage once you kind of got that group? Uh, they pretty much ran the same stuff throughout the whole game. Um, <laughs> that's what they did. They came out there and they're, you know, a football team that they they're good at. A, they practice at a thousand kicks. They're a team that's got a thousand kicks and know what they do, um, and they play what they play well. You know, I think offensively, um, for for our execution, our, our details, it's something that has to be better. It simply has to be better. Um, and it's time, you know. 
fumble, fumble snap. Um, I didn't secure it. Um, no. Did it? I guess so. I mean, I'm not going to out him. You know what I'm saying? It touched my hands. I didn't catch it. Um, it touched my hands. I didn't catch the ball, regardless of whatever it is. You know, and you know, honestly, you think about all this stuff, all the stuff that goes, that may go wrong, all the stuff that may not look right or crisp or whatever it is. Um, you know, I, I have to be better and make it right. I have to be better and make it right. Because um, I know I'm capable of that. My coaches know I'm capable of that. Um, and playing at a high level all the time, in the midst of little things that may go wrong, in the midst of maybe something that's broken up front, or um, you know, little things that go wrong, I'm a guy that can make it right. That's something I have to do. Um, I have to do a better job of that and doing it consistently. Um, and that's what I'm striving for. Um, we're striving for we're striving for victory. We're striving for winning. Um, we just have to be better. I ain't no crossroads. Um, <clears throat> no, we're going to stay together regardless. We're going to stay together because we believe. Um, I've said this whole time. I believe in the midst of whatever whatever it is or whatever is going on, we believe. I believe um, it's just a matter of putting it all together. Um, I've said it. You know, don't really I'm tired of saying it, uh, but I believe. I mean, you got to be patient with it. Um, Continue to work. You know what I'm saying? Keep your faith in it. Keep your faith in your grind. Keep grinding. Head down. Go to work. You know, the turnover. Personally, it, it, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it, it's striking a fire in me um, to, to fix it. You know, um, it, it's a, it's only a loss if you don't learn from it. Um, and you got to learn from it. You know what I mean? We see the little things pop up, um, whether it be um, a sack or you know a fumble or um, little things that just crushes. You know, I look back and could have had more awareness on that third down. That's that's the opportunity where I can extend, extend the drive. You know, probably gonna take a hit. Um, probably could have dove for it like I did the first third down. I converted on my leg with my legs, um, but it's. it's it's things that that I that I have to learn from, and I I, I, I am learning from. Um, one of them when I ran, like a third and four. You know, getting better every day is our process. That's what that's what we believe in, um, and that's our jobs. That's what we do. We strive uh, to get better every day. We put the chips in every day. Um, and we attack it. You know and. Uh, visibly, it may not be the results that you expect or maybe you aspire for, um, but we're going to keep our head down and keep working. I believe, I believe wholeheartedly. It's that consistency. It's that consistency. Um, playing at a, level, a high level um, at a consistent basis and doing it um, all the time. You know what I'm saying? I know this is the NFL. Everybody's, everybody's got talent. Um, Every everybody can go out there and ball, but um, when we when we when we when we eliminate the self-inflicted wounds um, and the things that are self-imposed, you know, 
we're we gonna roll. Is there a um, spot area where you think you need to improve? Consistency. Um, making the plays when the plays are there for me to be made. Making the plays when it doesn't look too nice. Still finding a way to get it done. Um, so, got another week, another opportunity. Uh, I'll put the 24-hour rule on this one as well, um, and we'll we'll move on forward. We got a, we got a big one in Detroit. There he is, quarterback Jalen Hurts. We talked about leadership before we uh, heard from him, and he's going to play a huge role as well, but he's also trying to learn what it's like to be a leader in the NFL. Obviously, he was very good at that in college. He has a lot of experience, but this is a whole new ballgame. Yeah, it definitely is for him, but I think he's built for it, and I think the offensive makeup is – I think it's a, in a good situation for him. You know, he is a young guy. Most of the players on the offense are young guys with the exception of some of the offensive linemen, but he also has the help of Lane Johnson. He also has the help of Jason Kelsey – to help him be a leader on that side of the football, he's going to have to get out there and answer the tough questions. The message that he sends out to his teammates is a message of togetherness, uh, continuing to work, and he continues to believe in them as they believe in him. Uh, it's a lot to put on a young player's shoulders, but I think he's built for it. He has the temperament and the mentality that I think is just going to make him even a stronger leader as he continues to go. But you also have to get better as a player yep. to be an effective leader. Right? I mean, because after a while, if your play doesn't match right. that leadership, it kind of falls on deaf ears. Yeah, I, I think that that's the big thing is that we, we all feel pretty comfortable that Jalen Hurts has those intangibles to be able to weather this kind of a storm. But as I alluded to, just getting better on the field, that will go a long way as well. Well, the bright spot from today that we've touched on throughout the show was that opening drive by the Eagles offense. So earlier today, Fran was able to break down that touchdown by Kenny Gainwell in today's Rico Review. Well, this week on the Rico Review, I want to take a look back at the Eagles' opening drive on offense, where we saw five runs from Miles Sanders before he left the game due to injury. And we saw Kenny Gainwell put the cherry on top of this drive with this touchdown drive in the red zone. Let's see exactly how this came to be. The Eagles come out in a run look. 13 personnel, one back, three tight ends on the field. Again, one back three tight ends, that equals 13 personnel. This signals run to the defense and look at all of these black jerseys down in the box. Now, this plays right into the Eagles' hands because on this play, what they're doing is they're gonna lift the coverage with four vertical routes. You're gonna get one wide receiver, Quez Watkins, working vertically. You're gonna get all three tight ends releasing vertically down the field. And what does that do? It opens up all of these underneath defenders. Again, the Raiders playing with their base defense, three linebackers out in the field. Three linebackers, by the way, who have struggled to cover here in the 2021 season. And what does that do? When you put stress on those players in space, you can win some matchups at the second level with the running back. And that's exactly what the Eagles hope to do here. We're gonna let this run for a second. What you're gonna see from Kenny Gainwell is he's gonna release to the sideline, then break inside. This is called a Texas route. And look at all of the space that Gainwell is running into. And at this point, it's now just gonna become a foot race. He's gonna race all of these underneath defenders, the safety, the three linebackers, and he's just gonna race into the end zone. You can see now Jalen Hurts is gonna let go of this football. He hits Kenny Gainwell in stride inside the 10 yard line, and the rookie races for pay dirt. Touchdown Eagles, they take an early lead in this game thanks to the run game, and then getting Gainwell involved down in the red zone on a Texas route by expanding the coverage, taking advantage of the matchup. Really good opening drive from this Eagles offense in the first half. 
Now is your chance to vote for the Toyota Player of the Week. Go to PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash Toyota Player of the Week to cast your vote and get a chance at a brand new Toyota. All right, our three nominees. Here we go. We talked about them earlier. Dallas Goddard, Jalen Hurts, finds them. There he is. Three receptions for 70 yards. Awesome to see Dallas Goddard taking those snaps. Next up, Javon Hargrave. He's no stranger here to the Toyota Player of the Week. And lastly, Avante Maddox. He was nominated last week, and he came up with the INT today. All right, guys, what do you think, those three? Oh, three very worthy candidates. Uh, Javon Hargrave, I think he'll end the year with the most Toyota player to week wins <laughs> before it's all said and done. So we don't have to give him the one this week. Uh-huh. I got to go with Dallas Goddard. I agree. All I right. mean, come on, man. It's National Tight Ends Day. I've, uh, only, I've only heard that a thousand <laughs> times today. So Did you hear? I, you yeah, heard. I heard about it was National <laughs> Tight Ends Day. So, yeah, I would have to go with uh, Dallas. Although, nice interception from Avante. Yeah, nice interception from Avante. And he's, had, he's kind of stacking games yeah. upon games yeah. now the last couple of games. Yeah. We've seen number 29 a lot. I think I, you got to go with 88. He had a number of really uh, impressive receptions. He just catches the ball so yeah. easily. It was really, really impressive on the move. I'll go with Dallas Goddard as well. All right. Well, let's keep this train moving, shall we? Jamison Nightcap looking ahead to next week. The Eagles are on the road again to Detroit. Now, Detroit, they are uh, struggling quite a bit this year. They are 0-7. But, hey, they gave the Rams a game for most of today, this afternoon in L.A. Uh, let's not forget Jared Goff is now the quarterback out in Detroit. And uh, the Eagles will face them. Big matchup on Sunday. I think it's a huge opportunity. We talk about opportunities a lot on the show, and this is a big one for the Eagles. Yeah, and, and I'll say this right now. Uh, the Eagles had better take the Detroit Lions serious when they head to the Motor City because Detroit has played well the last few weeks. They've lost some tough, close games, uh, but they are getting better week by week. And just like we view the Lions as a great opportunity and a winnable game for the Eagles on the road, well, guess what Detroit is thinking to themselves? This may be our best opportunity to get a win, get our first win of the season at home. So I say that to say expect a great effort from the Lions, and therefore you need to prepare this week as if forget about what their record is, you need to go out and get a W this week. And I will say the big thing, just watching that Lions team over the last few weeks, I know that continued here today uh, against the Rams. A lot of their offense has been dinking, dinking, and dunking with Jared Goff to those running backs yep. and to tight end TJ Hawkinson. De- uh, uh, DeAndre Swift, Philly native, going up yeah. against his hometown team for the first time in his career. He had a 63-yard touchdown on a catch-and-run today. He has been busting screens. He leads the NFL in yards after catch at this point in the season. So that is an area that we know the Eagles are going to give up some of those underneath throws. They're going to take them. So the, the Eagles have to be ready to rally and tackle against the Lions. And let's not forget it's the National Football League. Anything is possible yes. on any given Sunday, and the Eagles have to have that mentality going into this week. You can't look at that record yeah. and think this is an They're easy They're not in that win. position to do so right now. No, you can't. absolutely not. So it's a big one, but we're ready for it. That'll be 1 o'clock next Sunday. We will be here for the kickoff show at 12.15, and then – Three of us back on the desk post-game immediately following the game. I'm Gabriella DiGiovanni for Fran Duffy and Ike Reese. We'll see you next time.